Good morning and welcome to a, our, I guess, second part of our Inside uh, Franklin Athletics, the State of the Athletics podcast. Uh, I am Brian Powers and with me is our Athletic Director, Bill Doty. Bill, how are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me on. And, and Brian, I appreciate you uh, keeping this uh, active and, and this podcast and giving the chance uh, to share and communicate out what our re-entry plan is, is going to look like. So I really appreciate you doing this, taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it looks like you are keeping up with general appearances. Uh, you are shaving and uh, cutting your hair. Yes. Uh, I, well, I knew I was going to be on uh, on a, a widely watched uh, podcast today. So I felt like I should at least look like I know what I'm doing. So <laughs> As opposed I don't to, know if that's, you know, looks can yeah. be deceiving. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. So uh, <laughs> I've got, I think I was talking to my wife about it and I, I have a couple more weeks, I think, with this hair. I like it. Whatever. And then once I have to go back in the office, I think I'm going to cut it. But the beard, I said I was going to wait until they started uh, practicing at the at the Speedway before I yeah. cut it. So that wouldn't be like another two more months. So we'll see. We'll see what um, it looks like, yeah. I look forward to uh, it'll probably be it'll probably be shit. <laughs> I'm about to everybody call it, start calling you Cornelius. That's, yes, 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 yes. I have heard that plenty of times. So, all right. Well, uh, last week we talked to you and we kind of went over um, what the uh, what the plan was, um, and now we kind of have it a little bit more concrete. Um, it was. Uh, approved by the school board last night. And so things will be going into place um, here shortly. And, and if you just kind of want to, what I'll do is I'll share it. So um, if you, if someone's viewing this, then they can see the, the re-entry guide, but if they're just listening, then you're going to go over it. So um, yeah. we'll just yeah. go ahead and do that. Okay. And while you're bringing that up, um, just so everybody's aware, the, Full reentry plan. Uh, the school district uh, is has worked with the Johnson County Health Department to put that in place, and so our piece is, is just a a small piece of that full school district wide reentry plan. Uh, and then, so what we're showing here is a, a basic summary of that plan. Um, it's a one page document that's easily read. We hope it's easily read and easily understood uh, for coach and player expectations. And, and uh, you know, it's part of a bigger plan. So uh, I guess I would say, first off, if if anyone after watching this podcast or, or reading through this one page document still has questions, um, because, you know, there's there's still a lot out there. Um, you know, it's kind of a, we're, we're going to get through this, start July 6th to the 19th. But if you still have questions, uh, feel free to contact me directly. There you see my phone number and email address on, on that document. So don't hesitate to reach out. I'll do the best I can. Email is the most preferred. Uh, that's my office number. Uh, but email me and, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can if you have questions about uh, any expectations or, or uh, requirements of uh, student athletes and coaches as we if they, if they really need to get in touch with you uh, I do have your cell phone number and I can get that for a nominal fee <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
Yeah, I, and and I will pay you to double it to not <laughs> send that out. No, it's fine. I I I will be. I'm available to be reached at anywhere, anytime. Just because I know there's going to be a lot of questions, and yeah, I want to, want to get the word out. But to respond as quick as I can, email is the best way. So yeah. appreciate it. All right. Yeah. All right. So we want to take a look at the at the phases that we got. I know we've talked about them and this just lays it out a little bit more. Yeah. So uh, we're in three phases for our reentry. And this is based on uh, Appendix C of the 38 page in class document that we received from the DOE. Um, and, they, and, and they worked in concert, obviously, with the governor's office in the IHSA, Appendix C really covered extracurricular activities, co-curricular activities. And so phase one of this re-entry plan for us, for and we're talking athletes, we're talking sports, is July 6th through the 19th. And phase two is July 20th through August 14th. And there's a little complexity within phase two that I'll cover here in just a minute, but phase three then begins fall contest. That's when uh, our first contest can can happen. Um, and then you'll see under, under their spectator and event management capacity levels, that's really to be determined yet. Um, you know, we as a school district, we're wrestling with um, the what, what will be August 15th. We know we can, um, you know, according to the governor and, and DOE, we can have spectators. Right. But what's the right thing to do yeah. uh, for Franklin Community Schools? We're, we really want to work on that with our mid-state conference uh, peers and our county uh, ADs and, and principals and superintendents as well. So county and conference, we're really working through that. We hope we're consistent. I don't know that we actually will be, but we're working on it. We're we now, do that. With that, I know you've said you've talked about your you've talked about talking to the county and to the conference and and wanting to be consistent across the board. Is this something where, though, ultimately um, it is going to be the school corporation's call, for instance, if they don't necessarily agree? Like, let's say one of the schools says we're going 100 percent capacity and you or Dr. Clendenning or Mr. Ahouse is just like, I just do not feel comfortable with that, that ultimately it's your decision. That is correct. And, okay. and much like <laughs> this, everything else has really been put down to the local level on decision making, right. you know, um, from, from all the way up top to the federal uh, government and, and what the CDC puts out, those are recommendations. And, um, you know, then, then it just trickles down from there. And ultimately pretty much everything has come down to local decision-making uh, based on recommendations and knowledge that we receive from uh, state and federal government. So yes, to answer your question, uh, it's really going to be what's best for Franklin community schools. And that's what we'll do. So, uh, but I guess time will tell. We, we, we want to see what happens for the rest of July there's obviously a lot of travel sports going on right now where spectators are, are attending. Uh, we want to see what what happens throughout the rest of July with uh, the reopening of our state, basically. And, and I think that'll help guide uh, our decision on uh, capacity levels for spectators. And again, I think if you if people go back and if they were able to watch the last podcast, we are working on a pay-per-view option for those people that 
you know, even if we are open 100% for spectators, there may be some that don't want to come and don't want to be around and, and put themselves in, in any, take any risk of, of being in, in public uh, place where, where they may not be able to, to adhere to social distancing guidelines. Right. So pay-per-view option will be available. So we're, we'll hope we'll, that, that we'll have that set up and ready to go. So, okay. Yeah. So um, going back to phase one, let's pick phase one. That's July 6th to the 19th next week begins that phase one Monday's July 6th. Uh, so a couple things within phase one that we want to touch on. Um, you'll see there it says no more than 15 hours a week. That is a student athlete cannot participate in any activity, be it conditioning or sports specific activity um, through multiple sports uh, for more than 15 hours a week. Okay. And so Four days of conditioning are allowed. Those four days can be consecutive days, but the two days of sports-specific activity cannot be consecutive. So um, those cross-country, uh, they all, all those coaches have put, sent their schedule for July 6th through the 19th. It's been approved to me, and they've sent that to me. And uh, we have made sure that those athletes will not be participating uh, more than, than what is allowed. And that, that came from the IHSA. That is not a, a, a district level. Uh, we're, we're taking that recommendation absolutely, you know, with what it is and, and, uh, and working with that 100%. So, you know, if you have a, a football player that is also a basketball player, and, and we do have, we'll, you know, we'll have a, a, a basketball opportunity a couple days a week. That athlete may be able to go 12 hours with football and a few hours with basketball that week, but that would be it. So that's. phase one right here. And I'm going to go all the way down. If you can, Brian, I want to skip the general expectations and go down to some administrative requirements. Okay. Because this is really important for phase one. Uh, and I want to say that all summer activity, phase one, phase two summer activity is completely voluntary. Okay. So I want to make, make parents and, and student athletes aware um, and coaches obviously know this, but it's completely voluntary. You don't have to, you don't have to participate right now, you know, starting next week to be eligible to, for the first official practice or tryout, which is August 3rd. Okay. Mm -hmm. so if you feel comfortable coming and, and being a part of this. That's okay. Um, you know, d this is a parent and guardian's decision to send your kid uh, to be on campus and to work out. It, it is completely their decision. All right. I want to right. make it clear. Uh, but in doing so, if they say, yep, uh, we, we want to send our, our son or daughter and, and they're going to start working out, start, you know, uh, getting together with uh, with their classmates. We will require a 2020-21 health history update questionnaire to be completed uh, and signed and also the consent and release certificate completed, signed, uh, and, and submitted. And this is in lieu of the 
required pre-participation physical evaluation form mm -hmm. that every, every year, every student athlete has to have on file. If you remember, and we talked about this last, last podcast, the IHSAA early on, you know, I think it may have been back in March or April, early on they said we will waive the, the need for a 2000, uh, 2021 pre-participation physical evaluation form and we we can just go with what's on file a 2019-20 uh, form that's on file for this upcoming year just because we knew it everybody it's, it's going to be difficult for uh, the medical uh, professions uh, professionals to get our you know your physical uh, forms and get all these done. We typically have a night in April where we offer, uh, you know, from Johnson Memorial Health, their doctors come in and we do all the, the physicals that night. Obviously, weren't able to do that. So this is in lieu of, of that. These two forms have to be signed and filled out um, in lieu of that pre-participation physical. Okay. So, if you are that, and that's for anyone, unless they're a brand new um, student coming to us from a from you know out of state, um, you know they moved here, then um, they they will need to have a new physical on file. You know this is any returning any returning student, including incoming freshmen, that have a 2019-20 physical on file for us. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Is that yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you can see those next two bullet points there really uh, illustrate that when when they receive this health history update questionnaire, you'll they'll be able to see that uh, if you answer yes to any question on there, and they'll some of it's COVID related, um, then they'll have to go get a, a new physical form evaluation. A physical evaluation form completed. So, okay. um, so that those are going to be requirements. Phase one, July sixth, when those kids show up on campus uh, for a workout, whether it be just coming to work out in the weight room uh, or out, maybe out on the soccer field, whatever it may be, the coach is going to meet them. Um, everybody's going to have face covering on at that time and they're going to go through and, and hand out that form and require them, those student athletes to bring that form back sometime that week. We need it on file. We want to have that form back, uh, that first week of July. Okay. okay. All right. So, and, and our coaches will have, I just met with them, um, uh, yesterday. And so they're going to have this on file or they'll have all these documents on with them to hand out uh, to the kid. And then the kids take it home with them, get everything signed, brought it, bring it back. And then they're going to be good to go. All right. Okay. Uh, so now we can kind of skip back up if you don't mind, mm -hmm. slide back up to some general expectations. And again, we're staying in phase one, but most of these general expectations will carry out all the way through phase three and into the school year and into, um, you know, when we're right in, into the middle of the season, all the way through the end of the season. Um, that's how, that's what our plan is now, unless something changes. So basically general expectations, everyone, including, you know, we're talking about student athletes, managers, coaches, when they show up on campus for that 
that day's activity, they're going to wash their hands with soap and water. Restrooms will be available um, or they can use hand sanitizer before and immediately following any activity, any athletic activity. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that weight room uh, or if they're going, you know, if it's volleyball and they're going to be in the gym, they, they will wash their hands with soap and water or hand sanitizer prior to starting. Uh, here's, here's where we, we want to talk about face coverings. Right. All right. And, and I want everybody to be aware that face coverings are recommended right now. And I, I believe our school district is, is really, we're, we're, we're asking teachers to wear them during classroom settings. Kids are going to wear them during, when they're on the bus, uh, when they're in certain situations, uh, for athletes, all athletes, managers, coaches are going to wear required to wear a face covering during any classroom setting, uh, chalk talk, if you will, um, setting. And, and coaches will also wear face coverings while supervising the weight room. Okay. All right. No. So face coverings are not required when they're performing a physical activity. Okay. So if they're, you know, so anytime there's more of a teaching aspect. Yeah. Teaching aspect, aspect, you know, if they're in the classroom, they're going through some watching a, a right. game film or whatever it may be. Uh, that's when face coverings are required. We, we believe it's, you know, it's not uh, a good practice to be outside when it's, you know, 90 degrees say, and we have a face covering on and they're, they're engaged in a physical activity. We, and the IHSA, would concur with this. Um, and I think the DOE as well, um, it's not required at that time because that, that can pose a health risk for heat illness. You know, um, we want, there's other things we also need to pay attention to aspect other than just COVID-19. Yeah. And that's not to diminish COVID-19 in this, this, but we've got to pay attention to, you've got to, you've got to, Take other things sit into account when it's going to be 92 degrees. Do you really want a kid out there wearing a face mask or do you want, you know, you, you don't want someone going down with a heat related issue when it's something you could have prevented. Right. Right. Um, so, and, and again, if, if that's our, that was our local decision, that's what we're, we've, we've talked about this with the health department. Um, if parents don't agree with that, that's okay. I, that's their decision. They, you know, um, we, I'm just sharing this information. So they have the best, uh, amount of the most amount of knowledge and best information they can to make an informed decision, whether they send their kid, um, back into, uh, back, back to us in July and, and, and start back up. So, you know, that's just, those are our beliefs and, and, you know, we completely understand if, if parent or guardian, um, disagree with, with that, that's okay. Um, okay. It's completely voluntary. So, um, and so moving down um, with the, the next bullet points there, um, weight room equipment will be sanitized immediately following each session. We, we have 19 racks stations in our weight room and, and we have limited our weight room capacity to 50%. For and again, we're we're talking phase one, July sixth to the nineteenth. 
and we're going to carry that on uh, through the end of July as well and, and, and beyond, but we will restrict. So we, we set our weight room uh, limit. We're going to limit two kids per rack. And so there'll be 38 kids in the weight room at one time. And those kids are going to work out with the same kids on the same rack each time they come into the weight room. And so they're going to be required to clean uh, their equipment. We, we will have uh, cleaning, uh, you know, we have wipes and, and uh, uh, all the cleaning materials that equipment that we'll need for the kids to clean those racks, the, the barbells, those, those types of things, mm -hmm. the, the benches, uh, all that at, as soon as they're done uh, with that workout session, that's everything's going to be clean. And then the custodial staff will do a full cleaning as well at the end of the day. Uh, so they're going to take care of that weight room uh, for us. So that's how we'll manage through that. A um, couple of things that parents and, and kids need to be aware of. They have to bring their own water bottle. We will not have shared water stations um, th throughout this uh, and, and until, uh, you know, uh, we may not have them at all uh, throughout the fall, winter, spring season. Um, but definitely for right now, uh, come July 6th, make sure you have your own water bottle. Bring it full. You know, go ahead and bring it. Bring a full water bottle with you and then they'll be able to refill it. Um, in a couple different areas while they're here, if they need to. All right. Um, and then obviously their own gear and apparel. Uh, they're not to share any uh, of their practice gear, uh, apparel. Um, you know, they need to bring their own. They bring it with them. There's no locker rooms available. And so they will take everything back with them that day after practice um, and take it home. There's no laundry service available in phase one. So we're asking all coaches, student athletes, managers, whatever you bring with you, take it back home, wash it immediately when you get home, and then be ready for the next day's activity or, or two days from then, whatever the schedule may be for them. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, we're also, we would recommend that um, since no locker rooms are available, that they shower uh, immediately after following, uh, immediately following a practice or workout. As soon as they get home, you know, wash your clothes, take a shower, and uh, you're good to go. Okay. That's the smart practice anyways, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just typical hygiene. That's what you should do, but we want to reinforce that as well. <laughs> parents, parents alike. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure our coaches do that, but I can't say that all athletes do that. So we, we want to make sure that we just keep hitting that home. Good hygiene. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so that is really, those are the general expectations uh, that we've, we've set down. And that's, again, that's based from information that we received uh, recommendations that we've received from the state, our local health department, um, good practice, uh, best practices for us. And that gets us through phase one, July 6th through the 19th. July 20th uh, picks back up. That's normal summer rules per the IHSA bylaws and policies will take effect at that point. However, all those general expectations are still going to be in effect for us. Okay. Okay. Just practice wise, everything is back to normal. But from a timing standpoint, correct. 
Right, right. The 15 hours a week, um, those types of things would go away and we would just resume normal summer rules per IHSA guidelines. Okay. Uh, and then you can see within uh, phase two, which goes all the way to August 14th, you know, girls golf is the one outlier with their start time. Uh, August 3rd is the official first start of fall practices or fall tryouts for all fall sports except girls golf. Girls golf is actually July 31st. Okay. They can get together. And and they're, they actually have some competitions prior to August 15th. So that's, they're the one uh, ex, uh, exception. So, okay. all right. All right. And then phase three is when uh, hopefully everything starts and we'll kind of know the spectator capacity levels and everything uh, as we get a little bit closer. Correct. Right. Right. Exactly. That's what we're, we're trying to get back into the swing of things before we figure out all that stuff. Right. That's right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think I said this last podcast and I reiterated to our coaches again, you know, phase one, July 6th through the 19th, let's take it slow and make sure we understand that uh, not all kids have been working out. Not all kids have, uh, have stayed in shape. Some have, which is great. Um, I, I think, I think a lot have, but there are some that have not and, and they just didn't have the ability to, uh, to work out, do whatever. Um, so we're going to take those first two weeks and really focus on conditioning, um, and, and not so much the sports specific stuff, although they will, there will be some of that go on. That's fine. But, yeah. uh, we really want to get kids back in shape. Um, and that'll, that, that's really the main focus. Uh, a couple other things that I want to hit on, and this is part of the, the full plan as well, is really the monitoring and screening aspect uh, for COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and that's not on the general expectations of that one page document, just because there's so much to it. What parents need to understand is that prior to every day's activity, the coach will take attendance and it's, while we know this is summer activity is voluntary, we have said and in our full plan that we will take attendance so that we can track and have have um, you know contact tracing. We will we can share information if need be back to right. the health department. And so we're going to survey every every day the coach. You know when they meet with their with their team. You know this is kind of my vision would be. Um, you know, athletes show up, they have face covering on, they're kind of in a, a classroom setting, if you will. Coach is going to have their attendance sheet and they're going to ask, they're going to go through their their group and say, you know, does anyone have experiencing a fever? Has anyone, uh, you know, experiencing headaches or chills? Uh, and go down through all the symptoms uh, that the CDC has put on their their list of COVID uh, symptoms, and they're going so they're going to uh, survey the kids and and mm-hmm. screen. We we hope that you know kids and parents are self screening before right. they come to us, uh, but we also need to do our due diligence too and screen them before a practice or a workout as well. We're going to do that every time uh, prior to any kind of practice, so they'll take attendance. And parents need to understand, and, and so do the kids, 
yeah, if anybody says, yeah, I've been, you know, I've just experienced, I had breakfast this morning, but I, man, I, I've lost all my taste and smell it and I'm not feeling too well. Well, they, they're going to be sent home. You know, whatever, if anybody experiences any of those symptoms, they're going to be sent home. And at that time, uh, I'll be notified as, as administrator. And then, you know, we'll, I'll talk to the parents and, and I'll work with them on what that means at that point. Um, and, And talk through how it is that they, that that student athlete then is able to return to the team um, after a certain amount of time, certain things uh, fall into place for them and for that student athlete. Okay. But that, I don't want to get too deep into those weeds. That's just a, and that'll happen with the health department and, you know, and, and along with the parent guardian about what they need to do to, to, uh, to take care of their own child. So. All right. All right. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, I guess, is there anything else then, or we kind of cover it? I know, I know there's a lot of information there and there's a lot, you could probably go on for another two hours just talking about everything that's going to happen and everything like that. But um, I think it's, it's a lot of stuff that we have to have in place for, uh, for the, the sports and the school year to, to start up again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think if everybody just, you know, take it slow, you know, give grace. This is all new to us, to everybody. Um, you know, just have patience, give grace, um, take things slow and, and we'll all get through it. I mean, I know it's cliche now, uh, we'll get through this together. We've all seen that. <laughs> How many times have we heard that? Um, but as I, we sit, you know, on this podcast, those are true words, you know, true words right. have never been said. So just we'll, we'll get through it. We'll, we'll manage, um, you know, not be too hard on kids, not too hard on coaches. You know, this is all, all new to everybody. And, and uh, let's just have a little patience with it. So yeah, we'll, good. we'll get back together, you know. The last right. thing, I think the last thing anybody wants is is to miss another season for, especially the seniors. You know, we, yeah. we've already missed spring for those those that are have graduated. We don't want to. We want to do everything we can to have a fall sports season. And yeah, so, and and I mean, even some even some kids like missed the the winter season. You know, with the basketball yeah. teams who had still been not necessarily our team, but uh, the Greenwood Christian Academy. I think of them. They're ranked. First in the state, this has been like the best year they've ever had. They're high, yeah. highly reliant on seniors, and poof, it's it's yep. gone. So it's yeah. just that's the that's the last thing we want for something yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. So let's make sure we do everything we can so that we can have a fall sports season, and and it'll be good. Yep. So, yep. All right. Well, thank you so much, Bill, and uh, hopefully at uh, this time next week. Uh, we'll be getting that rolling, and um, and we'll we'll just see where it goes. I guess that's yeah. all we can do, right? Yeah, I, I tell you. So I'm planning on sending this one page document to all um, high school students. I'm just going to email it out, blast email. I'm going to put it on Twitter so the parents can see it as well. Um, and I think we're, we'll share this podcast out on on our Twitter feed as well. So hopefully we. We just want to get the word out. And then also, you know, if, if anybody has any questions about when a specific sport 
is getting together. Um, if they haven't been able, you know, if a coach hasn't contacted them or if they're an incoming uh, freshman and they don't really know quite where to go or uh, if they're a, uh, they've recently moved to Franklin, they don't know anybody, use that email address, email me, and I'll get you in contact and with the right coach and, and get you going. So okay. we don't want anybody to miss out. Right. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, hopefully everything gets going well and we can have our season and, and all the Grizzly Cub teams can do us proud this, this year. So um, for, uh, for Bill Doty, I am Brian Powers and this is Inside Franklin Athletics.